This recording is from Fintech Nexus USA, formerly known as Line of Fintech USA, held at the Javits Center in New York City on May 25th to 26, 2022. It's from the track Credit and Underwriting, AI, More Data, and Better Tools, sponsored by Trust Science and is titled Using Human Analytics in a Digital World. Speaking on this session are Jack Alton from NeuroID, Parley Wang from Alloy, with moderator Todd Anderson from Fintech Nexus. All right. Well, thank you very much, Izzy, and thank you to the audience uh, for sticking with us here. Um, we have a great session ahead of us, which is using human analytics in a digital world. Before we jump into the conversation, why don't we start with uh, some intros? So, Paralee, I'll go with you first. Sounds good. Hey, everybody. I'm Paralee Wang. I'm the head of product at Alloy. Uh, we are a digital identity platform and proud partners with NeuroID. Excited to be here today. All right. Jack? Yeah, Jack Alton, CEO of NeuroID. We're a behavioral analytics company, and as uh, Paralee said, pleasure to, to be co-hosting the panel here with her. So I think we'll start with a, a pretty high-level question, which is, uh, can we talk a little bit about what behavioral data is and, and why you think it's a critical component to determining who a person is who they say they are? Why don't you go first? Yeah. Yeah, so at the highest level, the way we look at the world is there's what we call the post-submit world. That's all the data that we've gathered when an applicant, as an example, clicks the submit button. So if you think about historical, alternative, consortium data, that's what we've been grinding the ML handle, trying to determine, in this case, are you who you say you are? And then we look at behavioral data as pre-submit data. This is everything that's happening prior to hitting the submit button. So the taps, the types, the swipes, the actual human interactions that a consumer, a business, or a partner has as they're trying to onboard. And that's really what we're marrying uh, with Alloy and NeuroID is taking a world-class decisioning uh, platform that has all the tools for post-submit data and we're putting behavioral data in front of it to, to optimize the use of that platform. Do you want to add anything? I, I think that pretty much covered it. <laughs> so what's the value of early detection and can you really see crowd level behavior before the users hit submit? I can start with early sure. detection, yeah. yeah. So um, at, at Alloy, we've spent the last few years building out an identity decisioning platform that really looks at um, all of the aspects of data that we could pull about uh, an end uh, consumer, end business, to understand if they were who they said they were um, and if they were a real identity. Um, and what is uh, incredibly exciting about that is your ability to really understand trends in your data, trends in your population over time. However, there's also um, an entire ability to understand that before you submit. Uh, and where that's so powerful is in the safe and seamless experiences that it unlocks for end customers. At the end of the day, our goal is to create a more inclusive financial ecosystem. And we can do that by understanding early um, signals about risk. Um, and early, all of the pre-submit data that Jack mentioned is incredibly powerful there. Um, and that's why we're incredibly excited to be pulling that data into the Alloy platform.
platform with our partnership with NeuroID um, because it enables us to answer the questions we've already been answering post-submit um, and then by layering in pre-submit data, what we're unlocking for our clients is the ability to really understand and tailor that experience upfront, um, ultimately driving to the best possible conversion funnels, even opportunities to open your funnel wider than you may already be today. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. Um, <clears throat> when you think about conversion rates today, we're talking about identity and fraud. Um, we're at single digit conversion rates 15 years into digital transformation. So if you take top of funnel visitors to a site across every vertical we serve, we are still at single digit conversions. Now imagine if you were a bank and you offered people the ability to come consolidate their credit card debt and 100 people walked in every day and only five walked out with that offer. They came in with the offer, they tried to do business with you and somehow you pushed them away. So crowd level behavioral data is a, is a really interesting way to start seeing in and peering into saying, why is it that 100 people are coming to my funnel and only five are making it through? Is it the color of the button or the drop down menu or is it just my fundamental lack of visibility into are they who they say they are through their behavior. So what we've done is created a product called CrowdAlert that allows businesses um, to install our JavaScript and begin to see that crowd level behavior 24 by 7. And then if we see changes to that behavior through Alloy, we can send an alert and, and tell you that your risk levels of, of applicants have changed. So really powerful view into the crowd level behavior so that we can begin to answer that question of why is it that 9 out of 10 people are not making it through uh, a journey? Is it that they're bored and they're going to sign up for credit cards and banking apps? Or is it that our view into the, the consumer is so limited that they start out almost as guilty until we prove them innocent with all these different verification techniques. Are we in a digital identity crisis? So I would say yes. Um, what we see working with clients every day um, is that fraud is out there. It is well-funded. It is creative. It is increasingly collaborative. Um, and when you look at the activities that, that the fraudsters are, are undertaking, they are finding smarter and smarter ways at higher and higher levels of scale uh, to look more and more like our good customers. And the risk that, that um, and, and the natural inclination that many of us have in that environment is to tighten, um, to add more restrictions, to make it harder, to add friction. Um, and as, as everybody in this room knows, money can be scary and intimidating for most people. Mm -hmm. So that friction you're adding, trying to weed out the you know, fraudsters and, and um, the other folks that are taking advantage of you, um, those, those same pieces of friction are equally likely, if not more likely, actually, to scare off and intimidate a lot of the good customers, especially new to credit, new to financial products customers. And so where we're able to get powerful signal, like behavioral data um, about end customers, but we're able to get that early, we're able to tailor the funnel so that we are letting in and widening our funnels where possible for um, all of the good customers, inviting more people in to use our products, 
And to do that still in a way that's safe, that is fraud detecting and fraud preventative, um, is, is so critical. Otherwise, we're going to wind up in a world of shrinking funnels, shrinking addressable markets, and not necessarily you know, a truly safer or, or lower fraud rate population. Um, so we think this is one of the most important problems for financial companies and financial products yeah. to be solving today. Um, and, and that's why we're focused on it. Yeah. Yeah, just one um, actual uh, story from a customer. One of our largest customers, um, he's responsible for ecosystem fraud. He's been in this role for 10 years. To give you an idea of the volume, they see 100 million consumers come to their four different brands per year. 30 million signups in one year. So there's no friction at the signup process. But the, just to give you an idea of the scale, um, they said that year-over-year -year fraud attacks, when we talk about a digital identity crisis, are up 325% year-over-year. They're seeing velocity spikes top of funnel that they've never seen before. They're seeing fraud rings embedded in marketing campaigns that they're buying. So they think they're buying qualified leads, good customers, only to have the identity compromised. So when, when we talk about a digital identity crisis, there's two main things happening that we see at NeurID. One, Overall identity fraud, post-pandemic, post-PPP funding, they've moved online. They're gonna to continue to try to monetize. Two, the cost of filling the top of funnel has almost doubled for all of our customers. So you have two things that are really driving the crisis. The cost of filling leads organically or buying them has doubled, and identity fraud in some cases has doubled or tripled at some of our largest customers. So. That is, by all means, in, from my perspective, uh, a, an identity crisis, a digital identity crisis, and we've actually seen certain brands have to shut off certain payment types, like card issuing, where they literally had to shut it down. And that's, that's really sad. When you talk about building an inclusive financial environment, the fraudsters are winning right now, and we need to use new technologies to help get ahead of them. So when companies are thinking about you know, the investment they've made in, in their fraud and identity uh, tech stacks, where does some of this fit in? Do they have to start fresh? Like, how can what the partnership that you guys have, how can that be additive to what they've done? Or do they need to kind of restart and go, all right, we need to rip it out and replace with what you guys have done? You want to start with that? Or you want me to? Uh, either way. Okay. So m my take on it is that um, we, we have been following Alloy and watched as individual companies have said, I can no longer go out and integrate all these, all these connections to third-party vendors to try to pull together a best-in-class solution. We are going to code to one API, use this really powerful decisioning platform to if-then rules, to A-B test things, to really start driving automation. Um, when you think about combining the two together, that's best-in-class identity decisioning where instead of you having to code to 30, 40 vendors on the backside, you do one, and then you get the experience of their team on how to begin to orchestrate that initially. The exciting part about bringing behavior in is that's sitting up front, so you can now get all this information pre-submit, and then orchestrate the use of all those tools better. And that's really what everybody needs. We're a step behind in most instances from the fraudster. And when you combine top of funnel screening of identity at the crowd level and the applicant level, all pre-submit, it really supercharges the amazing tools that a company like Alloy has built post-submit for actually moving that customer through the funnel in a frictionless fashion. 
I, I agree with everything you said. What what I would add in is I, I think we used to be operating in an environment um, of not being the slowest gazelle, right? Fraud was limited, number of fraudsters were limited, amount they were spending was limited, and as a result, uh, they were looking for the easiest possible pickings. Um, and um, so as long as you weren't the easiest, uh, you probably weren't the one seeing the most fraud. And we've really moved to, to an environment where that's no longer sufficient, exactly as Jack was mentioning, if you think about how well-funded, um, how focused, and in many cases, how scaled and networked um, the fraudster community is today, what you see is that they are uh, rapidly encircling, and they are looking for every vulnerability, not just the easiest. And as a result, if you aren't thinking about um, you know, how you can pull together the, the best of, of pre-submit and behavioral data um, with every indicator you can get post-submit from third-party data data sources, uh, then you are, you are behind. You may be the slowest gazelle, but even if you're not, um, you're still seeing those rapidly heightened levels of fraud that, that Jack mentioned, especially at top of funnel. Um, and the reality is that's changing very quickly. And it's expensive to keep pace with that, whether you're, um, you know, when you have to do that in-house when um, thinking about it as, as somebody that was formerly an Alloy client, uh, we, we bought Alloy at the time because we were tired of having to roadmap every um, iteration. We were tired of having to put development resources constantly against this problem. Um, and when we found a, a platform that could do that for us um, and could take on you know, that um, both thought leadership um, and development leadership to make sure that we were always at the cutting edge, uh, that was incredibly valuable and important. Um, and when I think about you know, the uh, environment that we're in today, I don't think that's going away. I think that's our new normal. And if you aren't well prepared to be innovating and iterating at the speed of fraud, then you're being defrauded. Um, and uh, you are likely also tightening your funnel back to the note on, on digital identity crises to a point where you're losing a lot of customers you wish you had to. Um, so from my perspective, it's an absolutely critical moment and inflection point to really be taking a look at what that stack is and, and if you're ready to innovate and iterate at the speed of fraud. Great. Clearly, markets are tightening. Uh, CAC is is increasing. Yeah, and fraud continues to increase and, and skyrocket along with those factors as well. You know, when I'm a company, I mean, how critical is is some of this to what I'm building? And should I be looking to add technology to my stack right now when all these other factors are kind of making me rethink, you know, how I'm operating my company? Like, how critical is some of this to the business and growing the business, which ultimately helps some of those other factors as well? Um, want me to go? Yeah, well, my, my high-level point is that... <clears throat> You know the the overall vision of this partnership is to is to put us back on offense, right? We've been put on defense for a long time, and when you think about an identity platform like Alloy right now, the initial value proposition was one API gets you all of these tools. Um, now, by unlocking behavioral data top of funnel and screening that behavior prior to clicking submit, 
you actually can start to, to move toward being on the offense and starting to turn that platform into a conversion platform because we've been watching it go the other way for a very long time. And, and I think that's when you talk about making investments in the business, um, investing in a relationship with a platform like Alloy really gives you the ability to, to get your fraud controls in place, but then very quickly work with them to start expanding the funnel and opening it up. And, and I think you, you said when we were talking out there that when you were at, at, uh, in a prior life, that fraud was viewed as a cost center. And I think when you think about this platform approach where you start going on the offense, you can start delivering good news about being able to open up conversion safely rather than being using fear, uncertainty, and doubt to get another tool bought. You're really moving to being a business partner that's helping use technology to grow, grow the business. I couldn't agree more. And, and I think if you, if you think about how much um, companies, financial companies spend on, on funnel optimization, and then you, you look at the portion of your funnel that is falling into kind of an other category because it hits some kind of fraud trigger or fraud alert, um, that's typically a fairly meaningful percentage. Um, and if you could have more of those customers in a seamless path, whether it's um, ideally to not be detected or alerted on in the first place because of great behavioral data that we got up front, as well as all of the other data we bring to bear. Um, but even if, you know, as uh, um, and customers are are alerted or, or have the potential to be fraudulent where you can help them seamlessly self-cure, um, then that brings people back into the funnel. And, and what we've seen over and over again in, in industry is that the once you have stopped a process that your customer thinks should be automated, once you've added that friction, once you've made them talk to somebody, wait 24 hours, um, any of those friction points dramatically reduce the value of that customer. Um, that you know, if you think about it for a, a credit card company, the odds that your card becomes top of wallet if something that should have been automated from the customer's perspective isn't, um, those odds of being top of wallet go down dramatically as does, does your LTV. Um, so it's absolutely critical that you are delivering experiences that seamlessly get your good customers to yes, um, where you don't, uh, that ultimately is, is hitting your top line. Um, and uh, our goal working together is to bring more customers back into your top line growth uh, without creating undue or additional fraud risk along the way. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, a supporting stat that, that is mind-blowing, mind we use it in all of our presentations, it's on our site. In 2022, there are several consulting firms that have measured the false decline problem, the inability to see our good customers, as 70 times larger than the global fraud and risk problem. So that speaks volumes to the, to the massive opportunity of getting ahead of this problem, getting back on the offense. It's not small basis points of improvement of fraud catch rate. It's really how do we start seeing our good customer very early having confidence in that, reducing the friction because there's a 70x problem on the other side. And that really correlates with what we talked about at the beginning of the presentation is less than one out of 10 people are making it all the way through a, a journey from top of funnel to the bottom. So if we can get that visibility up front right on are you who you say you are, and we can have some protection on the crowd level to let us know if we're under a fraud ring or a bot attack, 
we're going to all of a sudden have the confidence to start expanding safely through some of the champion challenger um, paths that Alloy has in their model to start creating paths for your genuine customers that should be subjected to less friction and then seeing fraud that you can't see in your historical data to either ratchet them up or eliminate them from the process. That is what really opens up the opportunity to start enhancing conversion and experience. Absolutely. Uh, we have just a couple of minutes left, but another... I think we had a question out there. Oh, yeah. If you don't mind, can you talk about points of differentiation uh, between business lending versus individual consumer lending as you're thinking about bringing in behavioral data, yeah. understanding if people are who they say they are? Yeah, I'll, I'll grab that one really quick. And if you have anything to add, we have both consumers and businesses, the business onboarding funnels that use our technology. What I'll say is that business lenders have an even tougher time because their access to historical alternative and training data is thin, it's less. So the impact of behavior can actually be more pronounced in a business lending environment than a consumer environment. So that's been our experience with some of the top merchant onboarding companies in the world, that that access is really thin and adding behavior up front can really give you an edge. Great question. And we similarly think about um, both kind of consumer um, underwriting and business underwriting in our product set. And um, exactly as Jack was saying, you have, you have less data to work with um, when you're doing business lending. The ecosystem is less built out today. Um, and while we you know, pull in everything that's out there and available, um, we are incredibly excited to bring the power of, of behavioral uh, data and pre-submit data um, into that experience um, because the the power of something adjacent when there's already less uh, is so much more powerful already um, and, and you're starting from, from a great spot on the consumer side as well. So we'll, we'll squeeze in this last question that came in here and then and we'll wrap. But the uh, question is, is there a good crowd analytics example of predicting the future behavior of a group and not an individual? Yes, so when we think about crowd level behavior, um, that's a product we call Crowd Alert. That's monitoring and alerting if we see a change in behavior. So if we see risk behaviors that we've seen in other fraud rings or bot attacks, non-human behavior, we're gonna alert that. So in the case of our partnership with Alloy, that alert is gonna be coming into your dashboard and then they're going to, we're gonna have that subpopulation of the applicants that exhibited higher risk so that you, you can then decision on, on where to take them next. So that's, that's a, um, a really powerful use of crowd level behavior where we're not reacting to fraud attacks by velocity spikes and trying to sort through them, but we're screening that population 24 by 7 and then if we see an elevated risk we're able to isolate those and then keep the rest of the genuine customers flying through. Absolutely. And, and one of the things you see frequently in a fraud attack is, is pre-attack testing behavior, um, where you'll see a rise in testing, whether that's coming at high dollar losses or not, um, you're starting to see that early warning that an attack is coming. And uh, I think everyone here would say you'd much rather be catching that attack before it starts, reacting before those losses come in. Um, and, and any leading indicators you can get of, the, of that early testing, early um, kind of sleuthing behavior against your 
your defenses are, are that much more powerful to be able to react quickly um, and ahead of any losses. And I think that's that's a lot of what you all unlock and Absolutely. is incredibly exciting. Yeah. yeah. And then just in closing, because uh, I know it's been a long day and everybody's probably ready to get to the happy hour. But I, I have to take my, well, I don't have a hat. I'll take my proverbial hat off to Alloy for their commitment to this. They're not just saying that we're going to add behavioral data as another source that you can buy from us. Their commitment is that anybody that comes onto the Alloy platform is going to get crowd-level monitoring and alerting at no cost. So that's a value add that they're stepping up with during this digital identity crisis. Day one that JavaScript goes in, you start seeing the dashboard of your crowd-level behavior, and, and that's really going to help you have confidence in how to use the Alloy tools. So I just wanted to call out that I think that's a really bold move, and it's something that the market needs, which is day one protection, proactively top of funnel, and they're doing that with our crowd alert product. So just want to, I know that uh, product had to make that decision, so I want to say thank you. No, we couldn't couldn't be more excited about bringing that that value to all of our clients and, and prospective clients. Um, and and what we're also incredibly excited about is is with that that integration. Um, yes, we will be delivering that that alerting for free um, as as part of the the Alloy integration. Um, but it also unlocks everything else that NeuroID has to offer. Um, and so your ability to take take advantage of of the full suite of of um, tools and, and behavioral data um, that that NeuroID brings to bear. Is, is all unlocked there as well. So very, very excited to be working together and, and bringing that um, to the, the market um, because we think it's going to really, exactly as Jack said, help us all get on the offense against the fraudsters and, and get off our back foot. I think that's a good place to end. Apparently, Jack, thank you very much.